Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. Well, I'm going to see in Paris that I can't see Nashville. Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane, uh, the show that asks, why is there so much smoke in Brisbane lately and can it stop? Uh, Henry, you're, you're, you're not recording from Brisbane and that's, so that's a bit of a deep cut, but there's been some controlled burns over the last few days and it's really fucking annoying. Joe Dwyer, friend, brother, and I suppose uh, assistant to... The fire brigade in this instance, and <laughs> yeah, in 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 the degree in which you were across it. Funny you mention it. We've been having controlled burns as well up uh, here. Well, apparently it's, tis, it's tis the season. It is literally. I read an article where they were like, "Now is the exact time you want to do it because it's not yet fully dry enough for there to be a fire season." There's a bit of rain around. There's a bit of cold around. It's going to work. I reckon it's it's dry enough that you can actually do a burn, yeah, but not so dry that. It risks getting out of control. Exactly. Whereas you're trying exactly. to do it, a, you're trying to do it a controlled burn a month ago, and you're it's raining. And oh, I don't know man, how much you know about fire. Try, but, try and do a controlled know. burn during the floods, you look like an idiot. You do a mm. controlled burn in Full. December, you're a bloody firebug. You're a, you're an arsonist. You're a pirate. Now I I like that the property uh, sector of Sydney decided that they needed to be able to charge more, so they did a controlled burn of a residential high rise in Surrey Hills, mm, just yeah. so there was yeah. a few less rooms to <laughs> be able good. to rent. So yeah, the, that was a the, controlled burn. Rent in Sydney was sort of plateauing at around about nine hundred dollars a bedroom, and they thought, let's mm. let's take some stuff off the market here. That was no, you've that was really imagine, smart. It was a really good controlled you've, burn. <laughs> Sorry, you've guys. got to imagine in the crisis room of all major disaster fires that there was one person, probably a PR, a QUT marketing graduate, who had who very. Like, now I'm not saying we do this, but we're in the room. No idea is a bad idea. I know this Grenfell thing is a bit of a disaster. <laughs> do we try and argue controlled burn? We don't. Okay, That's, I was just putting it out there. I'm just. We need to test just, every just, angle. We're just blue sky. Okay. Blit. Just blue sky. Do we say it was yeah. a controlled burn of uh, public housing that was uh, mm. in a really bad way, and mm. it was a procedural issue uh, that we didn't advise residents of demolition? Just saying. Just saying. Is Okay, the city of Warsaw is on fire. Sure, we could say that World War Two is about to break out, yeah. or 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 what? control or. burn. No, it's, no it one's even worried. It is the no end of even May. worried about a uh, control burn. Okay, I thought you were going to say that uh, you'd be very proud if you were the PR person in the crisis center coming up with Black Saturday. Great, because that's catchy. It's catchy. Um, you know. Now it's not tragic. Oh, tragic! Absolutely devastating. Um, Terrible. But a little bit more thought went into it than say whoever came up with nine eleven. Looked at the dates. Low effort. I mean, listen. Low hanging. It's been fruit. so long now. We can probably say 9-11 is a lazy name it's for that so, moment so in history. It's and I, and it's I, also it took ownership of that date forevermore. Imagine if that's yeah. your birthday. Hey, well, here's one: George Norton, who I went to school with. Yeah, birthday on nine eleven. Is he allowed Poor to Blake. celebrate it? Poor Blake. He's not allowed. He's got to celebrate. Here's a birthday party. Twelve. Well, he has a birthday party and suddenly Homeland Security is showing up asking what they're celebrating about. <laughs> what are you celebrating? Oh, it's my birthday. Is it really? 
Come with really? us. Oh, that, that cake, mate. Oh, you just love, love planes, do you? Mm. Okay. Want to be a mm. pilot? Sure, buddy. You're coming mm. right this way, George. <laughs> oh, good people. Do. Uh, well, I'll have a sip on my English breakfast cup of tea as we make a cogent 9-11 point to kick off an episode purportedly <laughs> about a Brisbane suburb. Yeah. Uh, uh, today we are talking about Chandler. It's, it's southeast. There's a lot of room. I'd say it's like for a suburb that I'm going to guess no one really lives in. Distinctly iconic because of the sports centre and the dump. So that'll be a key focus. Um, otherwise, Henry, uh, we are recording before State of Origin. So just a uh, quick prediction from you. Uh, mine is uh, Munster just kisses Anastasia Palaszczuk. They don't sleep together after the game, but charged moment and just a kiss. Uh, how far do you think they will go? I'll come with you and say I think it's going to be a kiss. It'll be one of those things where you run into an ex a few years later and there's no bad blood. And sure, what's a little what's a little tongue between friends? What's a little tongue between Premiers and Marone's 5'8"? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, exactly. Now, I will say this. I think, prediction, Nathan Cleary is going to push through the toothache. He's going to... He's obviously been getting a lot of flap in the media about the idea that flap. his toothache may prevent flap. I do mean flack. Um, he's been getting. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of flap lately. I'm sure Nathan Cleary's had a bit of flap as well. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you that. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> incidentally crude moment. Um, should we go back to the stuff about controlled burns? I feel yeah, like we were really off the was, of that. That seemed a little more intellectual. It's when they tried to go dirty that it stopped working. <laughs> You just don't need to swear, fellas. That's the thing. It's funny without the swearing. If you can make, as I as I've always told by many a teacher, if you can make someone laugh without swearing, that's real comedy. And I said, "Fuck off!" <laughs> I said, "Um, yeah, get get fucked." And I said, yeah. "Shit off, miss. Shit <laughs> off," because I wasn't up to fuck yet. I hadn't quite learnt how to use it right. First swear word you ever used? Um, do you reckon? Probably shit, because it was maybe the only one that my parents would have let slip around me more than once or twice when I was little. Like, you don't I learn know. the F and the C. I, I said the C word quite young because, uh, like, an older family friend told me it would be funny for me to say that to my mum. So, she was vacuuming mm. and she was like, oh, Jake, you stand up. And I was like, no, C word, which to hear <laughs> out of, like, an eight-year-old would just shock you so much. Now, admittedly, you were watching like Jackie Brown at the age <laughs> yeah. of seven. She probably yeah, thought it might fair, be, yeah. in a way, she might have immediately blamed herself. But like, it's because we let him watch these movies. Like, yeah. I that's funny you mentioned that Toby at the wedding. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, amazing wedding. Congratulations to Eliza and Harry. He yeah, at the recovery was grabbing. I think it was the the young children of his cousins and doing exactly that. Being like, go up to your mum and dad and say fuck, and just hilarious. Now I don't oh, think the kids true. did it. No, but that's, that's just weak. Funny. No, that's just funny as. You've got to get them young enough where they don't even realise they're being told to do something wrong, though. Yeah, like, I if think it's, if it's like a ten, Yeah, if it's like a, like a nine-year-old or something, you'd probably appreciate it. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's the first swear word I ever used, but I know the first one I ever got in trouble for was bitch because my sisters were making fun of me. I actually remember exactly where I was sitting in my old house at Hawthorne, and they, I would have been about grade three and my sisters were making fun of me about having a crush on a girl who I 100% did have a crush on. But I was, you know, that it was like being accused of domestic terrorism at that age, being accused of actually having a crush oh, on someone. Yeah, I was definitely. like, no, no. And, and to like really hone in on the point that I didn't have a crush on this person, I was like, she's a bitch. <laughs> and my and my mum so, heard him. So nothing's, 
So nothing's changed. Oh, no, nothing's changed nothing. about you, Henry. <laughs> no, every, everything's changed. No, I everything's swear, changed. bro. I don't even. I don't even care about it. Just, just, just dumb bitch. <laughs> That's how you talk. About. <laughs> I'm a HR. <laughs> oh, bad. Hey, Josh. Such a such a bad. Hey, Josh. I don't hate you. Like, hey, you've been on several dates with this person. You clearly are developing. How's how's that all going? No. Good <laughs> Dude, didn't I, I just heard you propose. Like, that is so exciting. Taking No. No. I didn't. Badge. I badge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know. But what, uh, somehow we got there. Yeah. I think Nathan Cleary's toothache's going to yeah, yeah. come out Flat. loose on the Yeah, something like but that. But what amazing. When you're listening to this, you'll still be in the revelry of celebrating a... 100 to 8 point win to mm. Queensland <laughs> in quite uh, incredible despite that. despite the Caxton Street end of the uh of the stadium collapsing uh which wouldn't matter because the game's in the Adelaide. No that's well it happened on the same day <laughs> yeah, that's what well, was sad it just didn't <laughs> No one was there that's why we can joke about it because <laughs> yeah, no one was in no some was there. it no was one's... fine it just collapsed um, of its own natural All causes. right today we are unpacking the suburb of Chandler and we'll start as always with a Wikipedia wig out. Wikipedia wig, wig, wig out. Okay, Chandler. Chandler was born to Nora Tyler Bing, an erotic romance novelist, and Charles. B- oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I've got Chandler Bing from Friends. Who, by well, the way, I've got egg a- on my face because has- I thought we were unpacking Joey. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be someone. Oh, someone at work the other day. Great, you know, I was like, oh, he, he, no, he goes by a different moniker now, as in M-O-N-I-K-E-R. And, um, and they were very quickly like, oh, did they go by a different Chandler as well? Great. There's, there's wow. friends, there's friends jokes lurking in the wild. I really That's, liked it. I'm, I'm actually ashamed of myself that I haven't picked up on that one because I, know, I use good. Monica, I use Monica fairly regularly with guests on the radio show and that I'm like, I'll be like, oh, good, Henry. And they'll get confused. I'm like, sorry. On air, oh, Monica course. is Brett's. Yeah, your Monica is literally Brett's, yeah. Henry is. Well, Someone then, like apologised well, for calling Monica's me Brett's, the other day. Bloody Chandler, fine. Like, wait, really? Well, I don't bloody not. Well, is Chandler my Brett's and Monica's my Henry? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't really have Inception. a Monica. Just sort of Joe. Just yeah, Sylvia. You and Sylvia have a bit of a Monica Chandler vibe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll take it. I'll take it. She's she's certainly and not the one of you freak. used to get with a guy named Ross, <laughs> right, no. and it's not Did the one happen? you think. Did Monica and... and Ross get together at any stage? No, they're sister, they're brother and sister. <laughs> no, they. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah they're related. They're brother funny. and sister. Um, oh, so they called. Well, why's the show called Friends? It's, it should be called Bloody it's, Siblings. It's siblings, siblings. No, but they famously they hooked up in like a seven minutes, um, in a closet once at a party when they didn't realize uh, that's... each other. Yeah, I'm not as cross so... friends. Yeah, Chandler's main catchphrase is starting sentences with "Could that be any more?" Oh, is it? I think he does it a bit. I don't know if it's his main. I don't know if it's a catchphrase. Could that be any more good suburb about Brisbane? Like, what's? Could that be any more Brisbane? That should <laughs> well, be the honestly, new good catchphrase. Could that be any more Brisbane? <laughs> yeah, I Could like that it. Could that be any more Brisbane? That I comes off like really that. well. That feels really good on the tongue. I really like it. I'll roll that around the mouth. Uh, Henry, guess the population of the Brisbane suburb of Chandler. 3,200? Like even less, 1,442. I, I, for, epi- for the listens this episode will get, it will not be from the residents of Chandler. We're going to need 
Uh, everyone who no. doesn't live there to step up. We're going to need a few. Going to need a few under eleven swimmers to really lift lift this episode uh, up. and and to okay. lift their own game as well. Their their butterfly times have just been really poor lately. Or Hellas. Perth- can I say pathetic at the point where you're being also, beaten by Cody? If you, at the point where you're being Cody Simpson, when yeah. Cody Simpson just goes, "Here's one, I'm a pop star, and I might try your sport for a bit." What's that? I'm better than all of you. What's that? I'm really unbelievably makes, yeah. Really yeah. makes the four Re- a.m. Rep- get up representing and, you know England in the decathlon, Harry Styles. Can you? You imagine? know, I had an. It wouldn't happen exactly. in any other Ridiculous. country. I think it's just because Australia, we assume everyone here is hot, talented, mm. and also fit, uh, and which we are. Which we are, which you and I do a great job of backing out that assumption. It's just like, oh, Australian pop star Cody Simpson naturally is also a gun athlete. Also, name a Cody Simpson song. I fucking dare you. Yeah. I and think- I say this as a man who, it's well known, my first proper girlfriend is Cody Simpson's cousin. And Yeah, you're right. I, and I've met him. I've met the man. And he was quite aloof. But his family were very nice. Oh, that's well. That's critical. Including Ali, who I be- I'm led to believe is famous in her own right now for something. Oh. But you're yeah. right. It is weird that it, th- is. it is a peculiarity of this country that you can just jump into. Yeah, imagine America being like, and now the 200 meter free with Jason Derulo, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, running the 400 meter relay, Jack Antonoff. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, like you'd expect. Your <laughs> synchronized swimming champion, the baby. <laughs> uh, so the easternmost point of Chandler, the suburb, is the easternmost point of the city of Brisbane mainland. But the easternmost point of the city as a whole is on Morton Island, considerably further east. Uh, to which I right. simply say, of course, that makes well, perfect sense. And if you are wondering what that means, you've hit your head and get over yourself. Me when I'm standing in Morton Bay. Could this be any more east? <laughs> Me when I'm standing in Chandler. Could this be any more the easternmost part of mainland Brisbane? Come on. Come on. Let's be real. Remember, like, I was at Byron Bay. And you know where the lighthouse kind of yeah, area is? It's the easternmost point like, of Australia, this is, That's the easternmost point of Australia. I just remember being absolutely shook by that, which I don't know why, because I knew we were on the east coast. And I knew somewhere had yeah, to be, it's but not, I and it's not, it's not that true. I just remember being imagine like, a map of seeing Australia the sign and be like, head. "Why are we making a bigger deal of this?" You imagine a map of Australia in your head, and you imagine a mm. bulge around about where Byron Bay is. No, I understand. I, when I was when I was seven, we went around Australia. We went to the westernmost point, which is much less trendy than Byron Bay. It's like in WA somewhere, and I peed mm. off the edge of the cliff. Um, and, and that's why Mark McGowan. <laughs> and that's why he's stepped down. His, he learned his that a young finally came to light, and uh, when a young Queenslander urinated off the side of his state, <laughs> he decided it was too much to bear, and decided and, and walked away. To, uh, to be fair, okay. looking up on a map, Chandler is slightly further east than I always imagined. I imagined it was south of Carindale, um, proper east side. Yeah. Uh, mate, I, I've got a line here from the. I quite like this line from the Wikipedia. Chandler is perhaps best known for the Sleeman Centre, a large sporting and entertainment complex. Now, the use of the word perhaps there is interesting. It's quite clearly yes. the thing it is known for by far and away. And I I'd even go so far to say it's just about the only thing it's known for. Um, I'd, I'd go so far yeah. as saying that's the suburb, baby. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about the Sleeman Centre in contemporary, but uh, suffice it to say that I don't call it the Sleeman Centre at all. Mate. What's going on? And I know it's named after like, a bloke, but what's going on with Sleeman? Do you think it's like I hate after, that after Lehman Brothers crashed in 2008 and, you know, the recession? <laughs> they were like, we've got to make a very subtle comeback. 
Hear me mm. out, guys. Sleeman Brothers. <laughs> what do we think? It's- and then Scoldman Sachs and Spank of America. Well, I, I love it. I love it. They're not going to suspect a thing. Well, it won't be long in Australia until we see uh, Ski, Ski WC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez, that's that's significant. Wouldn't, more like more like it's just, uh, more like Tom say nothing. <laughs> oh, bloody oh, I saw, <laughs> saw nothing here. Nothing tax that, here. you dickhead. Oh, oh, God. oh taxes. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, accidentally, accidentally, accidentally used all the confidential information to try and help international corporations. Enjoy who, hasn't, who hasn't bloody made, less. Who hasn't who had hasn't, a blue at work? Who hasn't had a mistake? You know, that's fine. I won't name this person, but someone who went to a private school did, was like, my dad is best friends with the guy. And despite all this stuff in the news, he's lovely. I was like, yeah, I bet he is. I bet he's lovely. I'm sure sure you reckon he's lovely because you all came from the same place. You're all bloody accountants. (laughs) It's also like, like, you know, Tony Abbott, by all accounts, is a lovely guy, really charming. Like, like, I don't expect people that- Most people are nice. Like, 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 no, particularly if your relationship is they came round for dinner and they're friends with my dad, 20 bucks says they're going to be nice. No one's going to be an outright cunt to like a 16-year-old kid at a dinner. Sorry. (laughs) Hey, where'd you like that word? Tried your so cousin hard tell you to, to not say swear that? earlier in this episode. <laughs> your cousin said to I, no, I agree. It's who, who's the twelve-year-old who's like, "Oh, dad's mate's coming over for a barbecue and to watch the footy on Sunday afternoon." Hmm. I get this real leveraging confidential government information <laughs> vibe from him. I just don't know. That's I always he, saw it come. When he, when he, he probably said, me, "Get a sport and gave you a pat on the back." When he handed me a sausage as well as a bit of steak, which as a kid you mm. often didn't get both at a barbie, I no, knew he was a super dude and not at all going to misuse. Yeah. Anyway, I Those don't know the, the name of I don't know the name of the bloke, but I've heard that with the AFP investigation, there's like a few blokes who actually did something, and then a few blokes who I don't know. Anyway, we're not. And, the they, and they all went to and they uh, all went to Nudgy. And uh, uh, another, <laughs> just, just a quick line I wanted to point out, mate, in this sentence as well. Chandler is perhaps best known for the Sleeman Centre, a large sporting and entertainment complex. Now I know about the sport entertainment. Yeah, is it like a rival? Well, uh, you like know are we going to see Dua Lipa at Chandler? It might be. There's going to be stuff, and I only know this because I looked it up. It is going to be in the 2032 Brisbane Olympics, obviously. Of course. Um, of course. There's going to be stuff like BMX racing there. Yeah. Which I wonder, like, like, falls, is it really a sport? You know, is, yeah. is the Nitro Circus a sport so much mm. as it is entertainment? Is, you know... I'm not saying they've hosted the Outback, the Outback Spectacular, but that kind no. of thing is like it's not dual. And no one, and can I, and no one's saying that. That is in no, the domain not. of movie I go, world. I wouldn't go near that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'd Chandler. be quite concerned if, like, if like an international artist came over and was like, "Ah, oh, oh, and we've got Boondle you know Maroon Five at Chandler." Like, even oh, when Eminem did QE2, I was like, oh, "What are we doing here, oh, guys?" Fuck. Yeah, no, no, man. We got to, as we talked about on the Boondle episode, we got to give him. Brisbane yeah, Live, right above Roma Street. They'll love that shit. That'll be sick. Uh, Chandler was named after the former Lord Mayor of Brisbane, Sir John Beals Chandler. Uh, not much more to say there. I'm sure he was a lovely man and not at all racist. Uh, I-, I wanted to point this out, Joe, quickly. Prior to the sale of some land in the establishment of Chandler, uh, extensive publicity was published in the Brisbane newspapers calling for, quote, the attention of the investor, capitalist, farmer, merchant, artisan, and mechanic, and is only one hour's drive from Brisbane. And as it has been decided to run the Cleveland Railway through the estate, it will be bought within a few minutes' ride of the heart of the city. A few things there. One, 
Are we talking about how the only people who will live there are investors, capitalists, farmers, merchants, artisans, and mechanics? Because, boy, they weren't ready for the modern Brisbane sphere of lawyers, accountants, consultants, yeah. uh, IT consultants, marketing directors, social media managers, brand management <clears throat> portfolio consultants, uh, and, of course, nurses and doctors. Um, that was a very, very impressive list of bullshit jobs off the just, top of your head. Uh, yeah, I've got LinkedIn up on one thing going, boy, <laughs> uh, recession should come anytime soon. Uh, yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh, is, is your main gripe it will be brought within a few minutes ride of the heart of the city? Because that is an insane call. It's an insane call for the speed of the train. It's not so much a gripe as just a curious observation about the time in this, which was written, that it's only one hour's drive from Brisbane. Not only that there was a time where a drive from Chandler to the heart of the city was an hour, which now I'd say is about 20 minutes, and also hilarious that that is sold as an asset. Like in those days, yeah. it was, and it's only one hour. Just the, the amount of distance that people were traveling back then, and they were doing it without podcasts. Yeah, legit. I mean, but how ironically, the, ironically, there would have been less traffic. Yeah, how would you? How did? How did they used to pass the time without podcasts? They, mm. I assume, running uh, and cycling have only been invented in the last few years, given podcasts. Because I can't I mean, imagine it's no, fucking so- just doing it. I mean, listen, it's no coincidence that most of the big wars unfolded before podcasts because now that we've got podcasts, we've got something to do. Oh, that back then it was like, what else? There would have been like fucking a billion podcasts about Hitler in the eight year run up to World War II. Gosh. From when he became a big deal, there would have been like, investigating Hitler, he's not all he's cracked up to be, brought to you by Squarespace. I'm Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. Today, Germany's charismatic leader makes another (laughs) attempt to consolidate his supporter base of the Workers' Party. But is he up to something? I'm Michael Hobbs. I'm Aubrey Gordon. Hitler (laughs) might be fat, but that isn't a good enough reason to hate him. You're listening to Maintenance Phase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Hi, Mr. Andy here. (laughs) We are today talking Hitler or... Hitler or Hinge, where we get on a dating app, we read someone's profile. Is it Hitler or is it someone that uh, Andy smashed with on Hinge? Hey, I actually don't uh, mind Hitler or Hinge. Yeah, and, and then in the philosophy, Andy's like, you know, and we just didn't want to be a political podcast, but there were some issues that Hayman and I felt really strongly about, and one of those was Hitler or Hinge. You know, that's about love. It's about people talking to each other. Oh, funny. funny. Oh, no. Anything anyway, else on no the Wikipedia no that you want to... Um, yeah, just briefly. Uh, on 30 April 2010, Capalabar West was absorbed into Chandler. So there was once a suburb called Capalabar West. It's now part of Chandler. So I, I am endlessly fascinated by suburbs being absorbed into one another, and I'm glad it happened. Mm. All right. Wonderful. Shall we... Shall we... Little- shall we- yeah. yeah. Get contemporary. I like that we both said "shall we" and then didn't reveal to the audience what we were both thinking. Shall we? Shall we? Um, shall we end this show forever? <laughs> right now. Shall we? Shall we elope in Greece? <laughs> shall, shall we uh, get married in Mickey? No, we'll do contemporary, uh, uh, Chandler. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Nailed it. Uh, Henry, you've got an incredible... And thanks for everyone who wrote in, by the way, with your... Um, they're mostly just funny jokes rather than uh, news about Chandler. But, Henry, I believe you dug up an interesting tidbit about contemporary Chandler. It comes from a reliable journalist. This one is the source. 
and she did ask me to fact check it, but I didn't. So I'm going to just say it as gospel now, and that's on that's on Channel Seven Townsville. If that uh, is wrong, Charlie Robinson, who you might know better as Charlie from High Five, ah. lives in Chandler, married to get this a race car driver named Liam Talbot, who I haven't heard of or googled. No, in apparently in a big house. So, well, Chandler's known for that because there's only about a thousand people that live there, but they all live in fuck off houses, which we, which honestly, Henry, a good as time as any to mention it, the Chandler is completely full of McMansions. It's another McMansion. And, and I'm sure Charlie from High Five and unheard of race car driver Liam Talbot uh, have a wonderful house, but it would be a McMansion. I wonder who's raking in the money there. I can't, I, I was told what Charlie. I'm sure she now. It's a woman, she's right? she's got some she's got some new oh God, it's um, killing me. It's like a, it's not oh they're definitely it's together. Not zoo- there's, there's there's a million there are a million photos of them together. Is she and apologies here? Was she like the noticeably pretty one? Was she like and, and um, sold as such in okay, high five? So so looking, I suspect the answer is yes because she's now still um quite pretty quite pretty and blonde. Um, uh, mm, would you love to well, see? Uh, high sounds, five, sounds like my kind of Chandler. Uh, the like um, yes, no, she was definitely the hot one. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, yeah, so Charlie Robinson is there. Some distance. How much do you reckon she's raking? Because she, you know she's obviously not making Wiggles money, but she's definitely making more than a Hooli Dooley. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon probably net earnings from High Five, maybe what like two, one or two million, but invested well and comfortable life. Mm. You know, I wonder how many. I don't know. I reckon, Col- by the way, I, I reckon the Wiggles have made like a quite like a genuinely absurd amount of money. Like I think I the net worth of each original Wiggle would be fifteen, twenty million at least. I mean, to the extent that Anthony is oh, literally floating, buying West Tigers, buying the Tigers. Like, like I, I honestly, actually, I'd even say like your Anthony's and Murray, like who stuck around for a while. I imagine maybe had very big shares in the copyright. I reckon dozens yeah. of millions. Like they're fucking couldn't agree more. Yeah. High five never cracked the overseas market in the same no, way that we did. Like anyway, we could not unlike Powderfinger. High five and Powderfinger, and we you could talk about Finger, them all day. You know, Powderfinger. This is true. It's in their book. Um, we're very, very close to cracking the US market. They've been touring there. I think they went on Letterman. I, they were touring Odyssey number five. So they had my happiness. That was going places in America. They had these days. They were going places in America, and then nine eleven happened. Oh. And they, in their book, they are literally like that joke from Arrested Development of like, well, I don't want to blame it all on nine eleven, but it certainly <laughs> didn't help. Like they, they literally say in their book, like music and like joy in America stopped for like two months, and that was going to be their like critical moment of breaking moment. through, and it just didn't work. Crikey. So, Okay. Well, yeah, jeez. Okay, well, definitely uh, definitely puts a new perspective on our opening conversation in this episode. It does. It does. Um, okay. Shall Sleeman, we go back to the Sleeman Centre? Yep, Sleeman Centre. Um, for those who are listening and, and it rings a bell, uh, this is the pool. Like, this is the enormous uh, swimming complex out at Chandler where most high school swimming carnivals were held. If you were any sort of a competitive swimmer you probably went out there a great deal uh it's a genuinely really impressive uh area in there i gather it's it's called the brisbane aquatics center like it's the home of swimming in brisbane and um, we probably should have asked 
our Olympic gold medalist friend Zach Stubbleton Cook for any news about it. But um, does it, am I wrong in saying he does live kind of out there? I think he does actually. I think Maybe he told us about, he lived. Probably we, talked yeah, about I it think when we actually we, yeah, did. Yeah, we, we interviewed him. Um, I think we I think we interviewed we him probably about covered it actually. He he lives out there so as to be close to Chandler because I think yeah. that's where the Olympians yeah. would be training. I School I mean, firstly team. again, I know I know we touched on the Sleeman Center earlier, but how much is Sleeman just like the name of the funny friend in like a road trip or Euro trip or American right. Pie? So it's like right. Sleeman. I'm actually going to steal that. Sleeman, come on, classic Sleeman. He forgot the, the end, it's like a McLovin. And then at the Sleeman. end, Sleeman is like getting with like a. 58 year old the mom German or something or, something. Yeah. or the mom yeah, yeah. like he's yeah. such a Sleeman character <laughs> it sounds a lot like Stifler Sleeman That's yeah it's Stifler but I think without such a harsh edge Sleeman is a slightly nicer <laughs> yeah. if goofier guy to me it's without the gritty undertones that define <laughs> without that sort of uh, abusive background mm. that sort of lands and yeah American Pie 5 was an interesting interesting film yeah Directed by Christopher Nolan, American <laughs> Pie 5 showed the heart of darkness that motivates Stifler. <laughs> I, I think school swimming carnivals were a uniquely tense experience growing up. Yeah, I, I wasn't a good swimmer. No. I think more so than any other school carnival, there was nowhere to hide. When you were on that block, you were elevated. It was all you. And if you fell in early, whole race begun again. I have distinct memory <laughs> You're of so all right. of Chandler <laughs> booing so people right. because, like, some idiot from church, he would fall in for the hundred meter four, four by hundred meter relay <laughs> in the freestyle. And the whole if you haven't got the arms, like if you of... haven't got the arms for it, you got to swim to the edge of the pool and walk around. It's not that oh, yeah. easy to just pull yourself back up to your block. It's, oh, it's if, a you're up, if your swim. upper body strength leaves anything to be desired, your 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 paddle your dog paddling under lane oh, ropes, which there's oh, no oh, way to make up under cool. lane ropes. Oh, Can we talk nice. about lane rope? I'm I can't tell you how happy I am to be in a stage of my life where fucking lane ropes nah. play no part. In. And mate, I swear, I know I I wasn't the most direct swimmer in terms of navigation. Those lane ropes go out of their way to hit you. I swear, you think you've you've hit a great line. <laughs> you're gliding through the water, and then those lane ropes have a mind of their own, and they're just after you. They're just they're at you. Can I say this? They could be softer. Oh, no. If we're looking uh, at the invention of the lane, it's, it's not like this it's This is a children's it. swimming carnival. Why are they fucking rock hard? You know what's just reminded me? At school, when we do the assembly to celebrate the swimmers, to be like, and please welcome your swimming team to the GPS swimming carnival, they would walk from the back between the aisles up towards the stage. It was a bit of a gimmick that they would put lane ropes down. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, leading, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the people sitting in the edge of the rows would have to lift them. It was it was almost <laughs> as if like the swimmers are shy. They don't feel comfortable unless they have they, they have to. It's like that famous story that Andrew Denton on enough rope when he was yeah. interviewing Michael um, Scott. Michael Scott. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he like bought out the things that he used to have in his kitchen or something to make. So it was like he bought, he bought out a bowl he wrote of cherries, a bowl of cherries or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's Michael Stipe used to like write songs while eating cherry, and he just couldn't believe the reason. Yeah, it's the swim. The it's debaters that. walk up, and there's just a row of palm cards and, well, and we, no friends, I, so they're familiar with it. <laughs> I can't remember if we did it, but we did make a joke of on the theater sports assembly. Let's get lane ropes and just take the piss out of this. <laughs> and I think it really might have been funny. vetoed because it's like the swimmers are sensitive. They get up oh, early. Of course they're fucking sensitive. I remember the GPS swimming carnival was the first time I came into – it wouldn't have been the GPS one. It must have been a, a, an all-schools one because Iona were there, who we know are not a GPS school. Oh, and, no, sir. Oh, no, they are not. And I, I remember that was the first time. I don't own is GPS accreditation. 
Exactly. What a cool PwC. podcast we are. <laughs> Still talking about it. I'm 27 years old, yeah, and I'm the fact that I was in the GPS and not the ARC still means it's a great a deal to me. Slight point of pride, <laughs> and I it won't honestly apologize. Is a slight point as of I price. as I plan my 10 year school reunion, the <laughs> fact that I'm not doing that for some dopey Padua bunch of idiots <laughs> oh, makes man. me happy to this day. The, it makes me Sleeman. I remember you know, it makes me Sleeman. It fills me with Sleeman. Like, Sleeman would have gone to Padua the dope. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it being the first time I became cognizant of the whole of Iona were chanting, be like, Iona College, and everyone else being like, so do I. Very funny. <laughs> great. I remember great. that happening. That kind of, in my mind, the inception of that idea and that pun was That's a, a chant. very, very funny pun. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, swimming carnivals, whether they, I fortunately, I never swam at Chandler because that was the, uh, you know, the home of, of actual sort of mildly competitive GPS swimming. Like, fortunately, the terrace swimming carnivals were just over at um, the Centenary. Centenary Pool. Centenary, yeah. yeah. Um, but even that, it just puts you under such a microscope. And Awful. You know, you know, if you wear boardies, there's... I couldn't believe it, Year 8 Terrace, when I realised that the sort of... The normal thing to do was to wear rugby shorts. Mm. How I funny remember- is that, that we're so afraid of... of looking at all naked or at all like you're trying hard. We all wore shorts that literally soak up so much water and so weigh heavy. you down so drastically. And we're always also quite prone to slipping off as well. Like we made it high risk. But if you'd come out in a pair of Speedos, you would have been uh, – uh, the parents would have removed you from the school. Yeah. You would have heard the end of it. <laughs> it's so high risk. There was, Unless, there was a, real- a good swimmer – where you were fully entitled to come out in speedos because, well, naturally, that's his, that's his racing. Attire. That's what he he's he's a future a future Cody car. Simpson. Yeah, there was a real cultural cachet back in the day to wearing clothes in water. I don't know if I've shared the story on the podcast before about when I went to Wet and Wild and it was me and a, a male friend and um, going to meet some girls. I think it was in Year Nine. It was the fir- it was the first time we'd kind of done that. Very nervous, and I knew that my mum was like, "Do not." wear no shirt you will get cancer so i i was too scared of my mum to put in to put not to not wear a shirt so instead of a swim shirt or a rashy which i thought was too lame rashy i just wore like a t-shirt and normal shorts and just got them wet because that <laughs> seemed that's like but wearing that like cool, a freaking pillow that like, is cool. walking around in like a just jeans t-shirt felt way cooler than wearing a rashy now, Henry, back to uh, another crucial, beautiful part of Chandler. Maybe the last thing we say to Chandler is it has a fantastic dump, or as I believe it should be called, a waste transfer station. Now, how good is the dump? I've been on the record before. Absolutely love the dump. I genuinely, not being sarcastic, love going out there. It's a lot of fun. Something about the fresh air and the smell of it. It just feels like, I think the dump is also like, it just feels like you're getting shit done. Yeah, I mean, the beautiful thing is you just feel productive, you feel Australian, um, and you feel like your internet's definitely working when you're recording this podcast, uh, and these pauses are all intentional, and that's a really crucial part of going to the dump. It's all for effect. Did you come to the dump with me after Law Review on I the did, year that I've been? Yeah, 20, 2017 after party, a lot of fun. We emptied the big bins. Uh, that were once filled. No, I didn't come with you then. Mm. I came after you hosted Lawball Prees in 2018. That's when we went to the dump together. 
That was that was great. That's right. And I like that we're now just reliving great. Just, there's uh, something about it. Great, just <laughs> great prees we had. <laughs> New episode of the pod. Your favorite ever prees. There's just something so primal about going to the dump. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. All right, let's let's move on. All right. Ask the question. Does Chandler fuck? Uh, it's got to be a no from me. Well, he fucks Monica. Good. We think. I don't know. We never actually see that in the show because it's like rated G. Yeah. All right. I agree. Nah, I don't. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, it's, uh, it's another seamless episode of Unpacking Brisbane in the books uh, that doesn't deal with this weird little late-in-the-game uh, tech drama issue. Uh, for those of you um, uh, listening in Chandler, good on you. If you're listening on the bus, great. If you're going for a jog or a run, even better. You know, I love this country. Sounds good. Chat next week. <laughs>